1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Attention, adoring fans! Back to more John Chuckery. Hey folks, how you doing?
0: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game back with you. John Chuck show. Final hour of the programs, the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. It's uh Patty Austin's birthday today. This, of course, her big number one hit duet with uh James Ingram, Baby Come To Me. This was actually on um, this was on an episode of General Hospital, I believe, too. I think this was on an episode of General Hospital, but it was a big number one hit for her and James Ingram, of course, James Ingram from. Akron, Ohio, no longer with us, but Patty uh, Patty Austin's still with us. So, Chuck always gets first requests, so we start with that. 404-741-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media, find us at 92 in the Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, Braves are trying to hang on here. We're in the ninth inning now, so we're in the uh, top of the ninth. Uh, Vaughn Grissom, who got the start tonight, one for three with a run and a couple of RBI. He did hit a home run tonight. So in his first big league game, he hits his first home run. And um, important uh, important home run at that, uh, too. So Braves right now are up 7-4. to four. This has been kind of a weird game. Um, Dylan Lee tried to give it back because – Kyle Wright pitched six innings of only one-run ball, was taken out with a five-run, five-to-one lead, and he only threw 77 pitches. And then Dylan Lee comes in in the seventh and immediately gives up a three-run homer. And there you go. So anyway, uh, Yates came in for a third of an inning. He threw five pitches. Minter came in for an inning. He's got uh, three strikeouts. I struck out the side in that inning, so... Uh, here we are in the top of the ninth. Red Sox will bat here. Once this all goes away, we'll see if they come back uh, or not. But right now looking good uh, for the Braves. The Red Sox have used five pitchers already tonight, too. Pavetta was not very good. He was all right, but nothing nothing special. He threw 108 pitches in six innings and gave up the three runs, uh, which was on the home run by Marcel Ozuna. So, uh, again, another night where when we talk, things happen, right? When we speak it, then that's what ends up happening, Right. So you know we've been critiquing Marcelo Zuna. We've called him a one-trick pony, and he showed off his trick tonight. He said, "Fine, if you if you know my secret, I'll show off my yeah. trick." And that's it. And he did showed off his showed off his one trick. So hey, listen, better than not showing his trick, right? That's right. So again, I'd rather have a few more treats, but anyway. And at least it came with some guys on base. Yeah, it did. That was uh, obviously that brought them brought them out to a quick three nothing lead. So. We'll uh, keep you up to date because this thing is getting uh, toward the end here and getting almost done and wrapped up. Uh, Don't forget, no show on Friday. Be back with you tomorrow. So we're going to wrap up the week tomorrow because we don't have a show on Friday. That's because we got Falcons football. So um, we will uh, not be here on Friday, but we'll wrap up the week uh, tomorrow. And, of course, you know, first preseason game, Falcons in Detroit to take on the Lions. And uh, we'll have all that coverage right here on the home of the Falcons. That's, by the way, a 4 o'clock pregame with a 6 o'clock kick. Um, and I guess I can go ahead and announce. I might get in trouble, but I don't care. Um, so our pre-post pre, pre halftime is going to have Chris Goforth on it again. But our buddy Harper LaBelle is coming back to do some Falcon stuff. So he will be here on Friday. I talked to Harper for about an hour the other day. Just kind of catch it up. I haven't talked to him very much in the last couple of years. So good going to catch up with Harper, and he's going to be back uh, – doing the Falcons uh, coverage because Harry Douglas right now is busier than a one arm paper hanger. He's got every kind of media known to man. And he, uh, Harry's not even doing the Falcon show on Fox five this year. That's our girl, Tori McElhaney. That's going to do that with the, the wonderful and talented Kelly price. So they're going to do the uh, Falcon, whatever that is, the Falcon wrap up show or whatever, whatever that thing is they do. Cause they're going to record it. I think on Thursday nights or something like that. So, um, but anyway, so Harry, Harry's busier than a one arm paper hanger and, Unfortunately, we'll not be doing a Falcons uh, pre- and post-game uh, this year, but uh, good to have Harper back in the mix, who played for Jerry Glanville, if you're not familiar with who Harper LaBelle is. And he also played with Reggie White and those Eagles teams, by the way. He's got a hell of a story. Like, you, you could talk some fun with – he played for Buddy Ryan and Jerry Glanville in the NFL. That's pretty good, isn't it? That, that's that's going to have a story or two, right? Uh, Grissom just doubled, right? Is that Grissom that just uh, – or stole a base, I'm sorry. Grissom just stole a base. Okay, so you got a hit and a steal right there because he's on second right now with one out. And uh, who's up, Dansby? So Bray's trying to get a couple of insurance runs here in the uh, ninth inning, which would be huge. Um, I would imagine Jansen's going to come in in the ninth here because this is a safe situation. So uh, we'll keep up to date about what goes on there. Let's get to an NFL squib kick. <laughs> Taking
1: a look at the NFL with the squib kick with John Chuckery. Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
0: So the Browns announced today that Deshaun Watson is going to start in the preseason game coming up on Friday. They play their first preseason game Friday as well, and Deshaun Watson's going to start. While he still waits and see if he's going to be suspended for six games, the year, who knows. While we wait for that decision, the Browns have announced that he will start on Friday. Sounds like he'll play a quarter. Okay, that'll be the first football, you know, he's played since 2019, I think. Is it the, the 2019 season? No, no, I take that back. The 20, yeah, because he missed all of 20 and all of 21, right? He missed all of last year. He didn't play last year, and he didn't play in the pandemic year, right? I don't think he's played since 2019. I'm going to look that up uh, real quick because I need to make sure I've got my numbers right on all of that. But he's missed almost two years of football, I believe. Um, or did he play in the, did play in the pandemic? Uh, did he play in the pandemic here? Uh, Watson. Um, yeah, he did play in the pandemic here. So he missed all of last year, and depending on what happens this year, he could miss some or a little or a lot of the regular season this year. But he's going to start for the Browns coming up on uh, Friday. So uh, interesting. Uh, Sean McVay announced that he got a contract extension from the Rams. All right, so the Braves uh, are bringing another run. So Dansby knocks uh, Grissom in. So there you go. So this one's getting to be uh, a little bit of a laugher. So that's good. Uh, Sean McVay said that he signed a contract extension during the offseason, but the team was waiting to announce it until Les Les Snead signed an extension as well. And that hasn't happened yet. So McVay was asked about a possible contract extension. He said, we're in a good place. I feel really good about the direction that it's going in. And I think it'll be something where it'll be me and Les and you guys We'll know when that is finalized for us. And then it says here, McVeigh said on Tuesday that he gave the answer in July because we wanted to be able to announce that when both of us had gotten the deal done, um, but he had hoped to wait to confirm his deal prior to mentioning it uh, on Tuesday. It is something we've uh, been taken care of, but it's very important for Les and I to have that kind of represented as we're a partnership and a pair. Um, McVeigh didn't expo- uh, disclose the terms. But he says he feels good about the extension, saying he already, already, he always, it was always a really good dialogue that existed. "Quote these things, they take time, but I think it's important. We had a respect for the process, wanted to be able to be announced with both Les and I when we got it done because of our partnership, and I think it's only gotten better as we go, and that's kind of where we're at right now on the wall. So, look, the biggest no-brainer in mankind, right? Super Bowl champion, been to another Super Bowl. He's one of the best young coaches in in the NFL." Is Sean McVay a top-five coach in the league now? Is he a top-five coach in the league? If we still give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt, say he's the best coach in the league. I think Pete Carroll's up there. I think Andy Reid is up there. But Mike Tomlin's up there. Is Sean McVay a top-five coach? Is there anybody in the NFL besides Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin? um, Who else did I just say? Now my brain just went dead. Belichick, Tomlin, Carroll, Andy Reid, and is he in that group of five? Is there anybody in the league that goes above uh, Sean McVay? Uh, Not, um, yeah. I mean, I mean that's probably, yeah. I mean, probably in the top five, right? I'm just looking through here real quick. Um cuz Tampa's obviously you know got a new coach with, with bowls, Um Dallas, Philly, Washington, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Tennessee, the Raiders, the uh Rams, Arizona, we just fresh off the Bay obviously. Yeah. I mean, he might be top 5 coach in the NFL right now. He's won a Super Bowl and played in another Super Bowl in this time in uh in there. Um the uh the franchise is 86, 74, and one in his ten seasons there. Hard to believe that he's been there for ten years right now. Oh, sorry, that's Les Sneed. It's Les Snead has been there uh 10 years. He's been there since 2012. I was trying to see if they had McVay's record up here. Yeah, he's 55 and 26 in five seasons. Fifty-five and twenty-six in five seasons. I'd say that's pretty good. Aaron Rodgers says there's no benefit to playing. Just a series in the preseason. Uh, he will not play in the first two preseason games. And so far, the Packers haven't revealed any decision for the third game. Speaking on Tuesday, Rogers said the decision, quote, kind of a no-win situation to the outside of the building. Um, says that playing a series would be a waste of time. I don't see any benefit to it. I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. If we're going to play, we should play and play a quarter, a couple of series, two or three series. Just suiting up for four plays, to me, is a waste. Yeah, I've always thought that. I've always thought that playing one series in a preseason game is ridiculous. For what? To just say you you came under center for four plays? Like, I agree, that is a waste. Why not play a quarter? That's what these guys get paid to, play a quarter. I know it's preseason, but you got to throw them in at some point. You're not going to wear them out. It's not like you're going to ask a quarterback to go in in the quarter and throw 60 passes or something ridiculous. So, anyway, I agree with him 100% on all of that. And um Jamison Williams is going to wear number nine for the Lions, and he got the blessing for Matt Stafford to do it, too. Remember, Matt Stafford, the Lions quarterback, was number nine for the Detroit Lions. Jamison Williams is going to wear number nine for them, but he did ask Matt Stafford, and he did get his blessing out of all of it, so... Will look a little bit different, but uh, Stafford did say it was uh, it was fine for him to do all that. And, by the way, Matt Ryan is going to start and play a quarter on Saturday for the Indianapolis Colts. That was announced today as well. So, Matt Ryan will play a quarter, and he'll start on their game on Saturday. I don't know if that's a national game or not, but be interesting to see Matt Ryan in a Colts uniform. All right, when we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines back to you. We've got Dylan back there behind the glass. What do you need to see on Friday that will boost your confidence about the Falcons' season? What are you looking for on Friday? What are you watching? What do you want to see out of this team come Friday? Check me in the Kia Studios, 404-741-0929. Sports right now to the GameOdison.com app.
1: You're looking good, girl.
0: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you the John we Show. Hey, dive in the culture and history of baseball's unofficial rulebook with unwritten a new podcast hosted by Ron Donning and Jimmy Rollins. A couple of former players this week, they're talking to Albert Pujols about how to treat rookies. Free and available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Also, too, you can listen to every Hawks game along with all the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app so you catch on the go. Social media at nine ten on the game at jmch three one six at underscore Dylan Matthews. What a night! Uh, what a night for um, for Vaughn Grissom in his debut. So Braves do win eight to four, and um, Grissom tonight in his major league debut played second base. Of course, just came up from Double A. Didn't even play Triple A. It's like Michael Harris. He came right from Double A up to the big club. Two for four two runs, two RBI, had a homer in the game tonight. That was his first career hit, his first career home run, obviously, and drove in a couple of runs. So, And he stole a base, by the way, too, just for good measure. And he's got good steal numbers, by the way. I think he's got over 20. I think he had over 20-some steals in uh, the minors. I'm going to look that up uh, real quick while we're talking here. But I think he had 20-something steals for – for their club. Uh. Buh, 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 buh. He's so new on the roster that he might not even be he might not even be around. Vaughn V A U G H N Vaughn Grissom. He's probably not even in. Yeah, he's not even in um, he's not even in there yet. V A U G H N Grissom. Uh, but yeah, he's uh what can you say, man? Unbelievable. What an unbelievable start. Here we go. Let's look at his minor league stats. He had, yeah, he had 20 stolen. Well, actually, take that back. He's got 27 stolen bases. He stole 20 bases in Rome, and he stole seven bases in Mississippi. So he's got 27 steals on the season. So he's got good speed. So he comes up and steals a base tonight. Homers drives in some runs, had another hit on top of that, and stole a base. I'd say it's a pretty good debut, huh? Should we go ahead and get him fitted for a Hall of Fame ring? Oh yeah, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he does I, not have to play another Major League Baseball yep, I game. I agree with
1: you. And he's a first Think ballot Hall of Famer.
0: He's he's got he's got the highest career lifetime average at 500 right now. Yeah, and 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 again, his home run to at bat and game ratio is better than any player in the history of baseball.
1: And he's and he's on a defending World Series champion True. team. Yep. So he's got you
0: know he's got an invisible ring. So he's on the he's on the best team in baseball history. Yep. So and and he may be the greatest hitter in our lifetime. Yeah. So I I, I haven't would, seen I anybody agree. better. I would agree. I, if he never plays another game, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, honestly, uh, at, at this rate, he might be the greatest brave ever. That's true. I I think that I think that is um, I I think that's it. I think that's it. I think he might be the greatest brave in history. I can tell you something. He was better than the other Grissom that played here. He. uh he averages more homers per game than Hank Aaron did. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, if he – let me let me give you some perspective on all of this, right? Let me give you some perspective on all of this, okay? So, um, Hank Aaron – oh, crap. Come on, man. Why is this thing not acting uh, right for me? So, Hank Aaron – let's see how many games Hank Aaron played. I want to say it was like over 2,000, right? I think he played over 2,000 games in his major league career. Okay. Okay. Hank Aaron played 3,298 games. That means right now, Vaughn Grissom is on pace to hit 3,298 homers. And he that's plays as the long most as Hank Aaron of all time. Oh, yeah. By a long shot? Yeah, by like four times. By yeah. like four times at three or four times as much. Yep. So he's on pace for over 3,000 career homers. So go ahead
1: and make his bust. Go yeah. ahead and build ahead the and statue. Yeah. yeah. Get
0: the statue. Get the, get the Hall of Fame ring. Get the jacket. I'm sure they get a they get a sport coat or something like that. Put him in the Hall of Fame now. Go ahead and retire his number yeah. at Truist. Put put him in the Hall of Fame now. He's got a 500 lifetime career adage. 500 career average in Major League Baseball won't be beaten. Has that's his lifetime average. Very few players have ever hit 400 in a season. He's already hitting 500 in a season. Yep. Was that hot takey enough? Do you think we, we, that'll get us on Get Woke? Or ESPN's hot probably woke? about to call in the back line right now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the phone. So, 404 929 by the way, if you want to jump on board. Dylan is behind the glass answering the phone because we're talking about the Falcons. Look, coming up on Friday, what do you want to see? I, I want to see the line of scrimmage. That, that's what I care about. In this first preseason game, when guys should be amped up, ramped up to want to go knock somebody else in the dirt – that's what I want to see. I want to see our line of scrimmage. I want to see our offensive line do some things. I want to see our defensive line do some things. That's that's what I want. I, I want I want to see um I want to see our offensive line hold up well and play well. Maybe get a sack. I'm not asking to get four or five sacks, but maybe get a sack, maybe open up some holes in the run game, whatever. Because that, to me, look, we could talk about quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, blah, 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 blah. What difference does it make if you can't block anybody? What difference does it make if you can't tackle anybody? What difference does it make if you can't get off the field on third down? And we gave you all the stats and numbers and figures, like about how bad their third de- down defense was, how many first downs they gave up, how many rushing first downs they gave up, this of the other. So I want to see line of scrimmage play. Yeah, I'll be interested to see running backs and wide receivers, I think the other thing that's going to be interesting, and we talked about this with Steve Weish last night, is what is kind of their run, pass, breakdown, and balance in a game like this? Because we need to figure out offensive line. We need to figure out wide receivers. We need to figure out tight ends. We need to figure out running backs. We need to figure out quarterback. So what's going to be the balance of run and pass in this offense? I think you're going to see a, a more, much more heavy run game that they're gonna have in this preseason game coming up on Friday. I think it's gonna be much more sided toward the running game. Cause I don't I don't think that their offense, by and large, is obviously gonna, you know, you're not gonna be a heavy passing offense now that Matt is has gone. But um you wanna see if you can establish the run, and I think that's what their offense is gonna try to do on Friday. So I want to see – and, look, you got all these new and moving pieces and parts on your offensive line, right? Wilkinson's going to start. I, my guess is Dolman's going to start, and it's not official. We probably won't know who's going to start until they get on the field and start warming up on Friday. Something tells me Arthur Smith is going to be one of those kinds of guys, right? He's going to be real coy with some of his starters and stuff like that, right? So I don't think we're going to know Hennessy or Dolman starts. And, again, it doesn't mean that those guys – whoever starts on Friday – is automatically going to start on, you know, week one of, of game week. Doesn't automatically mean that, but certainly if, you know, in a three-game preseason, if you're running with the first team and you're running with the first team in practice, pretty good expectation that we're going to see you, you know, come week one. September 7th, I think we said, for for when the Falcons play or something like that. 11th, September 11th, yeah, when the Falcons. The 7th, <coughs> excuse me, that's the Thursday night game is the 7th. Falcons will play on <coughs> Excuse me, September 11th. Are, are you surprised that they're having? Are you surprised that they're having games? You know, September 11th is a federal holiday, right? Are you surprised they're having games on September 11th? I guess I'm not surprised, but maybe I should be. Yeah,
1: I'm not like I'm not terribly surprised. I'm a little surprised though that they would you know start the NFL season on that day. But I mean. I guess they can kind of do it in a way where they, you know, start the NFL season and they, I'm sure they'll do plenty of things to, you know, honor, you know, 9-11 that day. So I'm, I'm a little surprised they did it just cause I didn't think they want to kind of step on that day, but you know, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not mad. I mean, I'm not right. mad at them. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, if that's what they want to do, then that's what they're, they're going to do. But, um, I, uh, you know, again, I, I mean, I am a little bit surprised that they would use that day to start the NFL season, but why not? One more stat, by the way, too, from Vaughn Grissom. Vaughn Grissom stole a base tonight in the game, right? To give you some perspective, okay? Ricky Henderson is the all-time leader in stolen bases, right? He has 1,406 stolen bases in 3,081 games, okay? If Vaughn Grissom plays 3,081 games in his career, at the pace he's on, he's going to have 3,081 steals. I mean, he'd just be the GOAT. Yeah. So he's on pace to have, you know, if he, let's say he plays just 3,000 career games, okay? That's what yeah. he plays. He's on pace right now for his career to have 3,000 homers and 3,000 steals in his career. He's going to be better than Bay yeah, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron,
1: all those guys. I mean, he's... He's right now, if he stays on this pace, on this projection, I mean, he's going to be
0: the greatest baseball player, probably, yeah. the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, I mean, at the pace that he's going on, in about four or five years, he'll already have Ruth passed yeah. because he's, he's averaging a homer a game. You know, if he can play, what, maybe about six seasons, he'll have eight, nine hundred homers at that point.
1: And you know what, Chuck? I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I know everybody else is thinking it. You know, he should start over Ozzie Albies. We should trade Ozzy. We don't need him anymore. We
0: got Vaughn. That's true, I mean you know that and and that's happened you know before, you know the um, the Astros well they weren't the Astros then they were called the Colt Forty Fives, but you know they gave up on Joel Morgan early in his career. They were seriously called the Colt Forty Fives. Yes. Isn't that the name of a beer? They were no because they played in Houston. They were the Houston Colt Forty Fives. Oh. So. But isn't well, there like a there is a yes there is a malt liquor okay called Colt Forty Five. That's what I thought. But <laughs> do you know what do you Okay, this will be interesting. Do you know what an actual Colt 45 is? Is that like a horseshoe? No. Or is that
1: something to do with the horse? No. Okay, because I know a Colt is like a baby horse, yes, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay.
0: Like the Indianapolis Colts. You're right. Okay, what's a Colt 45? Is it a car? No. I don't know what it is. Think about where they are. Think about where they're located. They're Houston. Lo- in Houston, in the state of Texas. Spaceship? No. Nope. Uh, um...
1: Never heard of a Colt before, not uh, the horse, but like nope, I'm only heard of the ho- horse when it comes to a Colt. Okay, I've heard of a Colt with a, with a U. Um.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's what you're talking about, though. Um. Okay, but so a Colt 45 is a gun, in case you're not aware. Oh, yeah, Colt 45 is a gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, it goes back to the that that they use those in westerns a lot. Um. Well, it's the most famous version because I don't, it, the, the most, yes, there is, there is a Colt, there, there was a Colt forty five Peacemaker, but then maybe the more, you know, one of the more famous versions is, you know, guns that were made during the, um, um, like, Prohibition and things like that, during World War I, like that, like more of like what the Army gun looks like, like an Army pistol. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but Colt forty five was a six-shooting, was a six-shooter uh, pistol. So, uh, but it's the, the 1911 Colt 45 is the gun that the military used for a long, long time. But there is an old Colt 45 Peacemaker, sort of like what Wyatt Earp would use, like a six shooter like that. Okay. But anyway, but that's what their names were the Colt 45s. They traded Joe Morgan, to my point. They traded Joe Morgan early in his career. And um, actually, I think they traded Joe Morgan and Lee May both to the Cincinnati Reds in the early 70s. And then we know Morgan went on to win two MVPs and go to the Hall of Fame for playing for the Cincinnati Reds. So, uh, um, by the way, what do you think about a Samoas donut? That's also at the uh, Wisconsin State Fair. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because I love Samoas. The
1: the Girl Scout cookies, the Samoas, those are hands down. You can miss me with the Thin Mints. You can miss me with anything else. I mean, there are some other good ones out there, like the uh, Tagalongs. Tagalongs are good. Mm -hmm. But miss me with Thin Mints. The Samoas are the best Girl Scout cookie. We're getting hot takey. Samoas are the best Girl Scout cookie, period.
0: Don't at me. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. Not a problem with that at all. All right. When we get back, a couple things because we're headed to the top of the hour, JR Sports Brief. Um, We now have more money attached to how much money Vince McMahon has paid out. And I'm going to give you this list of the top 10 edge rushers because we're going to look at how many of the guys the Falcons are going to play this year. It's all next. Chucker in the k Studios. Sports right now at the game. Odyssey.com app.
1: Let all your hair down. Stay when you get through, I'm gonna show you. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery here. We head to the uh, top of the hour in the Jr. Sports Brief. 4047410929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is like you catch on the go. Social media is at 910 the game. I'm at jmch He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Back with you tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week. Then of course we got Falcons football on Friday in Detroit to take on the Lions. Pre-game at 4 o'clock. 6 o'clock kick. So early start to the game. Um Let me ask you this question, Dylan. Yes. Willie McGinnis has come out with his list of the top ten edge rushers in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go through this list and see who we play this year. All right. So he's got T.J. Watt at number one. we play him? Yep. Going to play him in the Steelers. Yep. How about Miles Garrett at number two for yep. the Browns? Yep. We play them. Okay. How about Cam Jordan at number three for the Saints? Play them twice. Okay. How about Chandler Jones for the Raiders at number 4? Yeah, we play them. No, we don't. Oh, we don't play the Raiders. Yeah, we don't oh, play the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, no, we don't play the Raiders. Yeah, say, say we don't play the Raiders. We don't play the Raiders. Okay. So we we get we avoid him. So there's one guy. So so far one out of 4 that we that we miss. How about Nick Bosa for the San Francisco 49ers at number 5? We definitely play them. Uh, do we play the 49ers this year? When when do we play? I think that's like week Yes, that's uh three? October 16th. Okay. October 16th. So we got them cuz we're going to get both Bosa brothers this year. Yep. Um, how about Khalil Mack for the Chargers at number six? Yep. Yeah, because we get to see him and Bosa. And him and Bosa. Yeah. Yep, the other one. Um, We've already said, so he's got Von Miller at number seven. We don't play them. We get to avoid him. Thank you. So, so far, two out of seven that we get to avoid. How about Trey Hendrickson of the uh, Bengals at number eight? Yep, we got them. Yep, Sunday, October 23rd. How about... Max Crosby is at number nine. I don't agree with that, but yeah, okay, that's, that's high. Yeah, but we don't um, play Crosby though, right? He's a right. he's a he's, he's a raider. raider, so we yeah. avoid. So and then finally, um, you've got uh, Shaq Barrett for Tampa Bay. Yeah, play them twice too. Okay, so we play eight out of the ten top ten pass rushers on his list. Two of them we play twice. So we are so we are going to see ten. We're gonna see these guys ten times. Cause we play we play the the Buccaneers and the Saints obviously twice. So we only again we only avoid Von Miller, Chandler Jones, and Max Crosby. So that's pardon me, seven out of ten. So we see seven out of ten, but we'll play them a total of nine times, right? Sheesh. And
1: then those are some there are guys that I feel like should be on the list that aren't on the list that we are gonna be playing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't have the other Bosa.
1: Yeah, they don't have the other Bosa. Yeah, they don't
0: have the other Bosa on on here. Um, oh, they don't have he doesn't have Aaron Donald because he's not an edge player. But yeah. Aaron Donald's not on the list. But he gets he knows how to get the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, Carolina's got a good defensive front. Um, the Bears. The Redskins are commanders. They have a good defensive front. Yeah. And, and that includes, by the way, Chase Young coming back. Mm-hmm. He's supposedly going to be healthy and ready to go. That won't be fun. The Ravens get after the quarterback. Yep. And the Arizona Cardinals get after the quarterback, too. They got a Watt, too, technically. Yeah, they yeah. do.
1: He's he's a little washed up, but we, we technically do see both
0: Watt brothers. Yep. I, you're right. I mean, so, yeah, that um, – so, all these lists that you see, this is why we talk about the offensive line and, and how important everything is. Uh, by the way, too, the other guy they have, um, the other guy that they have, is, is Marcus Golden still with Arizona? I'll have to look that up real quick because Marcus Golden is a really good player. Marcus Golden was a guy that I wanted here in Atlanta. He's an outside linebacker that played for the uh, played for the Giants. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Yep, he's still with the Cardinals. So that's another guy. By the way, Marcus Golden last year, he had 10 and a half sacks. No, sorry, he had 11 sacks. Wow. He had 11 sacks. Almost as much as our entire team? Yeah. Yeah, he by himself not, had 11 sacks. Not That's, far off. It's only seven less than what the Falcons had as a team. Their two guys last year, Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones, those two guys combined for 21 and a half sacks. That's more than the Falcons roster had. And T.J. Watt alone had more than we had. Yes. J.J. Watt, by the way, only had one sack last year in seven games. But we're going to see both Watt brothers. Um, both bosses. Mar- both Boses, Marcus Golden. Again, pretty much just about everybody. I don't, I don't think Max Crosby is one of the ten best edge rushers in the game. He's really good. I like, I like Max Crosby a lot. He's really only had,
1: like, one good year. His, like, only good year was, like, last year, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. He uh, – I want to say he had eight sacks last year. Um, let me look at that uh, real quick because, yeah, they're called uh, – I keep forgetting that they're called Vegas uh, now. They're not called the uh, L.A. Raiders uh, anymore or the Oakland Raiders or all that. Hell, they've been 19 different things since I've been alive. I've seen every iteration of them. Um, Crosby had eight sacks last year. Yes, I was right about that. Because Ngakwe had ten. Where did Ngakwe end up going? He go to the Colts, I think. I think he went think to he, the Colts. I think he went to go help Matt Ryan and the yeah. Colts. So, thank God we're not to play them either. Um. So, again, you know, you talk about these pass rushers. We're going to see every top-tier guy in the league. You know, even if you take uh, Willie McGinnis kind of not bad, but sort of dopey list. We're going to see seven of those guys a total of nine times. That ain't good. Not not good for all of it. Now, the latest with Vince McMahon. So now it's being reported where a couple weeks ago it was reported that he had paid $14 million in hush money. That number is now up to $19.6 million. Made personal payments totaling $19.6 million. So every it was 14.6 a couple of weeks ago. now it's up to 19.6 million dollars. How long before this thing is going to be 25 30 million?
1: Can Vince McMahon give me just some like just because money he's only got I think
0: four billion. that's fine I only need a million. yeah um in an SEC filing yesterday, the WWE disclosed. That since the July 25th announcement, it had discovered that McMahon made two additional payments totaling $5 million more million unrelated to the allegations that led to the board's special uh, investigation committee. Um, yeah. So this is two more payments of, of, of $5 million out of all of it. Poor Vince. I, I think he did all this with his personal money, but if he did this with company money, He may get himself in trouble. It's sad that this is what has brought Vince McMahon down. I mean, look, was the WWE in need of a change? Probably. And I think we've seen some good things so far out of Triple H. You know, I thought SummerSlam was a terrific show. But you hate to see Vince go down like this. Of all the things that bring him down. How about Elon Musk selling um, 6.9... Billion dollars worth of stock. He, um, he recently sold seven point. Oh man, how many was it? 7.9 million shares. 7.9 million shares. No, sorry, 7.4 million shares that were worth a total of 6.9 billion dollars. Did he buy Twitter yet? No. Okay. It, um, in a tweet on Tuesday, he said that uh, in the hopefully unlikely event that Twitter forces this deal to close and some equity partners don't come through, it is important to avoid an emergency sale of Tesla stock. So basically, what he did is, you know, obviously they're they're trying to get him, they're trying to force him to pay, to, trying to force him to buy Twitter. That they're saying, you know, he backed out of the agreement to buy Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So he wants to make sure that. He has money on hand, and he can instantly transfer the money, not like he couldn't. But he's trying to avoid, like, all of a sudden having to come up with billions of dollars and watch the Tesla stock just tank. Right? You get it? Like, like he's going to, like, if everybody knows that he needs money, then people are going to sell it, right? They're right. going to sell it for a high price. Oh, yeah. Because they think that, oh, you know, if he, if he starts selling off a whole bunch of stock, the stock's going to go down. Right. So not only does he start selling – but everybody starts selling their Tesla stock, right. and that would have crashed the stock. Oh, yeah. So that's why he does this now. But there's no guarantee that he's going to have to buy Twitter for all of it. Um, yeah. Think about that. $6.9 billion worth of stock. And I promise you that probably still didn't put him high and dry or anything like that as far as stock and everything like that goes. Uh, it says here, they're saying that um, a managing partner for Future Fund LLC said that Elon's sale of Tesla stock over the past three days significantly increases the odds that the Twitter deal gets done, albeit at a slightly lower price of $50 to $51 a share, which I think the original price was going to be somewhere in the 53 Oh, no, $54. 54 dollars 20 was the original price. Um, they're saying that it could be more like 50-51 a share for the for the purchase uh, of it. So they said that um, the Twitter could get into a settlement of somewhere between five and ten billion dollars in a in a three-day period. He sold 7.92 million dollars of shares, so now he owns just under 15 percent of the automaker. So with the seven million shares that he sold, almost eight million shares. He now owns less than fifteen percent of Tesla. Um says the latest sales of, of his stock in less than a year, he has sold thirty-two billion dollars worth of stock. Good. Thirty two yes. billion dollars. Can I tell you you need something a little bit bigger than e trade to make those kinds of transactions? A little bit, just a little bit. Whew, crazy. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up with a love TKO. Hand it off to JR Sports Brief. All next, Chuck the K-Studios. Sports right after the game and the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We're wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show. Doing what we always do, love TKO. We're getting ready for the JR Sports Brief coming up here at the top of the hour. Before we get out of here, though, and get to the JR Sports Brief, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history.
1: Looking back for my year. I
0: guess So another good win for the Braves uh, tonight. They take the two-game set in Boston. Now they get ready to head down to Miami and take on the Marlins for a weekend series. Uh, four games. Four games in a three-day stretch. So they'll have a day off tomorrow. Then they'll start Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But remember, Saturday is a doubleheader. In fact, Ian Anderson is going to pitch in one of the doubleheader games. I don't know if he's going to pitch in the first or second game. But after he gets done pitching in his game, he's headed to Gwinnett. So he's going to be on that... So I'm assuming that they won't make him ride a bus all the way from Miami to Buford, right? They wouldn't insult him like that, right? So he'll be on a, uh, he'll be, he'll be on the uh, plane and then uh, he'll head up to a Buford for a rehab uh, or not rehab, but a triple A he'll be assigned to a triple A. It is weird, right? It is weird to think that he's going to pitch on Saturday already knowing that he's going to the triple A affiliate. Okay. What happens if he throws a two hit shutout on Saturday? Do they say, ah, we're just kidding. <laughs> stay here. <laughs> ah, we didn't mean it. We were just Seriously, joshing you. What 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 would happen what would happen? Just roll with me here. What if he throws a no hitter on Saturday? Now remember, he's pitching against the god awful pond scum, pond water sucking Miami Marlins. What if he throws a no hitter on Saturday? I think I tell him, ah, you know, here's your here's your bus ticket on the Parker Family bus. That would be a tough look. They they land. Where do they fly into? They fly into Hartsfield or, I, or do they fly I in somewhere think so. else? I, I, I don't know. Well, wherever they fly into, then they give them a bus ticket and tell them you're headed to Gwinnett. Take the Partridge family bus up to Buford. want you to head up 85 to, you know, uh, Highway 20, hang a right, and you'll be at Ray Field. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would he be He pitches hilarious. a no-hitter, and he's headed to Gwinnett AAA. Anyway. So, All right, do it again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, go down there and do it some more. All right, got to get out of here. Uh, JR Sports we'll Beef up next. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow because we got Falcons football on Friday. For Dylan, it's Chuck Reed. We'll see you. Bye.
1: Try to take control of the love, love to control
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours